0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen, back with you on 610 AM ESPN Radio, ready to help you move into the weekend talking about all the news in the world of sports. We hope if you're in the car driving to your holiday weekend, celebrating Christmas or whatever you're celebrating, that you're enjoying and driving safely. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can call us at 888-728-9941. Jeff, you were down at the Sixers last night. We'll talk about that a little later. Um, Do we have to? We will. Okay. We will. Um, we'll actually have an airing of grievances uh, later for your favorite holiday festivus. So for the rest of us. We'll be prepared for that. Uh, we'll be joined shortly by Gary Cobb to talk a little bit of Eagles. Before he comes on the air, let's uh, talk for a minute about the passing of a voice that uh, you listened to as a sports fan for many years.
1: You know, there are certain voices that, that you associate with sports, certain types of sports or or a specific event, and, and one of those people, at least from my childhood and then my adulthood, was Dick Amberg. And Dick Amberg passed away today. And uh, the, the second that I heard about it, I mean, obviously I was sad. I think that we've lost a great sportscaster. But the amazing thing is is my first my first thought was the number of events that I have watched in my life that have influenced me or that I remember so clearly— where Dick Enberg's voice is associated with him, he did so many, so so many important sports events. He was the he, I always remember him as the announcer for when Payne Stewart won the U.S. Open in I, what was it, 1999 or whatever. And and as, as a kid, I was I, I rooted for the Chargers too, and I remember the Freezer Bowl. We'll come back to that yeah. <clears throat> a little bit later in the
0: show, okay? Mm-hmm. We are thrilled to be joined on the show right now by uh, Gary Cobb from com. G, how are we doing this week?
2: Uh, doing great. How are you guys making out?
0: Uh, we got no complaints. We're uh, ready for a little Christmas football with the Eagles. You excited to celebrate that way?
2: Well, I'm excited. Uh, at the same time, uh, you know, I, I want to see something uh, this week. I'm going to be looking for some things, especially from the defense, so – there it's uh it's it's some exciting times, but there's a lot on the line and uh it's gonna be some exciting football I definitely uh th- i think so and it's an exciting time to to be an Eagles fan. I'll tell you that
0: well, let's get started with that last week, people went into the game and they were concerned about the offense seems like the offense enter- answered some questions and they came out concerned about the defense. What did you see watching the game last week against the giants?
2: well the big thing uh was i i lo- love the poise of uh, of Nick Foles. I mean, he, he did not panic. Uh, he didn't, uh, you know, uh, try to do more than, uh, his uh, skills, uh, allow him to do, you know, he played within himself. He really didn't try to beat Carson. You know, he was, he was Nick Foles and, uh, he took what was there. He did a great job of, uh, of just, you know, executing the plays, you know, he, he looked and gave his receivers time you know the, the the line did a good job of giving him some some uh, blocking time so he just took his time with the football and was able to find out uh you know find an open receiver when he needed to especially in the red zone see the red zone is very important because really that is you know uh like they call they call uh third down the money down uh they call the red zone money time because Games are decided. You know, if you put the ball in the end zone, you win. You're kicking field goals or, you know, are not able to execute in that red zone. You're not going to win in the NFL. So, um, you know, Nick Foles did an outstanding job of, of executing. And, you know, he's not Carson Wentz. He doesn't have the ability to be as creative and extend plays. And that's why he does not need to try to do it. Like if, if a lot of times with Nick, if the play's not there, the best thing for him to do is throw the ball away you
3: know okay
1: Just, but but you know, gee vote. on offense on offense um yes. they they're, they were playing the giants <laughs> the giants had, the, jeff, had jeff jeff a- says that as a giants fan <laughs> yes. which and, always makes me laugh and, and so. the giants yes. defense was is i believe ranked 30th and, and that's being generous um do you think mm-hmm. that the, i mean obviously you didn't have a Nate Peterman game which which was good but uh, do you think that Nick Foles is going to be able to keep that up against better defenses? I don't think we're going to get a hint of that this week. But uh, going into the playoffs, is is he going to be able to hold up and ha- still have that poise? Or will he revert back to the Nick Foles of maybe the
2: Rams days? Well, no, I, I think he will be fine. I think Nick pretty much, if you've got good players around him, Nick can produce. You know, he's got, he's got a good group around him. He, he did it while he was play, playing with the Eagles. Uh, look, he, he went into the Rams game, and, and they won that game. They were trailing. Remember that. He went in that game. They were behind, and he made enough plays. And then, of course, that great throw that he made to uh, Nelson Aguilar uh, on that third down to uh, to get a first down. I mean, you know, he can. You know, he's not going to make the impossible play. He's not going to do this great athletic play and, but he can run the offense. And if the receivers will get open, if the offensive line will give him some time, he can execute it. Now, if you get a running game going with him, you know, of course that uh, makes quarterback better. So, you know, he definitely can execute the offense. Now, do I predict that they're going to be scoring 35, 40 points a game? No. But I think he can he can get in the 20s if, if the rest of the offense is doing the, well. A- now, if the, if the offensive line is getting dominated, then you
0: got a problem. Hey, G, I want to ask you, know? you about the running backs in a second, but you mentioned the receivers, and you mentioned Nelson Aguilar. He had seven more yeah. receptions and a touchdown. Can you talk about the turnaround? Last season, the whole season, he had 36 catches for 365 yards and two TDs uh, with a bunch of drops that obviously made attention. This season, 55 receptions for 722 yards and eight touchdowns. Can you talk about what it's like as an athlete to go on that roller coaster from where he was to where he is right now as player?
2: Well, you know, the thing about Nelson – you know, last year he really oh, it took over time, but he he lost his confidence. You know, to where you you go out there as a wideout and you line up and you're not wanting them to throw you the ball. Now, we, when you got that mindset, you know you got a problem because you think you're gonna run, you're gonna drop the ball. You really don't want to get the ball. It's like a little kid in little league, and the game is on the line. He does not want that ball hit to him. You know. Hit it to somebody else, and and really uh, he he lost his confidence because he wasn't really uh, used to the the toughness of Philadelphia. You know, Philadelphia fans are going to tell you the truth. You know, if you can't handle the truth, then you're going to have a problem playing in Philadelphia. And he was used to you know that uh, the Los Angeles he, w- he was playing there. He played at USC and. uh, he had time to kind of develop while he was there and he developed his confidence and you know, it, it it's not as uh, you know, they're not as focused on everybody and here, you know, your number one draft pick in uh, in Philadelphia. They expect you to show us why you're a number one draft pick. So you gotta you gotta get there and you gotta start showing why they drafted you so high. So Well
0: and uh, this year this year he is. Uh you know, this year yeah, he is well, He's showing them why, and 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 he's got weapons like Jay Ajayi now coming out of the backfield. Do you think we're going to see him get a larger portion of the load? It just seems like he runs with such power and just wants to run people over.
2: <laughs> well, I I think that they uh, they they're going to give him more. He's going to more than everybody else, but I don't know that it's going to be a huge margin uh, that is going to be a pres- appreciable dist- uh, difference really because. Uh, you know, uh, Doug Peterson was asked that this week, and he said that he doesn't want to get away from everybody having their role. So, I think he's probably going to pitch some out of both of them. Though, I, I think you will see more of Jay Ajayi, uh, because I-, I think that he's pro- he's definitely the best running back. You know, running with the ball, but I don't know if he's the best receiver because uh, I think he's got the potential to be the best receiver. But I think they trust. Uh, Corey Clement, they they trust him. That's why they have him executing in the red zone.
0: That that's because definitely they, they seem like they have faith with him. They'll they'll give yep. him the ball down on the goal line. They'll throw to him Correct. down there. Um, yeah, switching. they know he's
2: going to do what he's what he's supposed to do. Even though, uh, you know, I, don't, I He's he's not probably the athlete that uh, Ajayi is.
0: Switching to the defensive side of the ball, um, we've seen some struggles leaking oil in the last couple of weeks. They haven't really been the same since they did the electric slide. Uh, last week they gave up 504 yards and 27 first downs as an Eagles fan how concerned should I be about what I'm seeing on the field right now with missed tackles and and some of the plays
2: well I I think there's reason to be concerned uh, because if they play at that level they're going to be one and done so they they definitely have to play better Uh, I I think that I think the Giants might have done them a favor though showing them that that dink and dunk is what they're going to see Teams are going to try to get the ball out of the quarterback's hand so he doesn't have to deal with their defensive line. And I think that uh, Jim Schwartz is going to have to change things up. He's going to have to have his corner walk up into press technique where they're up at their line of scrimmage and they're jamming receivers and delaying their release so that that buys time for the defensive line to get there. But. Uh, they're going to have to play better. The defensive line's got to get more consistent pressure on. What about the linebackers? The backs have got they, they got to cover better, and, and the linebackers are going to have to play better as well. I mean, uh, I, I think that the, uh, the the big thing the linebackers are doing is open field tackling, so that's where the tackling comes in, and they they didn't tackle well, uh, you know, while they were they were away, you know. So, uh, but I, I think a lot of that is mental. I, I think that they uh, didn't really make the commitment uh, emotionally to get. In, involved in those games, where they um, were expecting a game where they really were going to get pushed, uh, they thought the Giants were going to be pushovers, and a different Giant team showed up, and uh, you know they uh, Eli was getting the ball out of his hands and really exposing some of the defensive backs a bit, uh, to where you know you you really don't have Hall of Fame cornerbacks.
1: Well, see, I mean, and and that's see, my big concern is is that you're suggesting that they need to move up to the line and do bump and run, but you you have to have the skill set and the speed in order to be do, be able to do bump and run. Do these corners have the ability to make up uh, when they
2: do the bump and run? Well, I I think that they're going to have times when they get beat, but I think I don't think they have much choice. I think when you look and see some of the quarterbacks are going to be going up against you know if they get to run into either Drew Brees uh, I I I think um also uh Mr. Ryan down there in uh in Atlanta also uh I think the Rams are going to challenge them you know I I think they need to change you're up sometimes you're back sometimes you got to mix it up but they can't come out and just where they know you're you're back off the receiver they're going to throw that quick dink and dunk stuff, and if somebody's able to execute it properly, it's going to be a lot of trouble for them because the defensive line would get tired, uh, the, the cornerbacks will have problems, then they're going to run some double moves on
0: them, just like uh, Like what you uh, saw with you know, Darby when he got beat. And they, that was the thing. They they drove you nuts with slants because you were given so much cushion earlier in the game, and then all of a sudden they, they have a go, and Darby gets beat on that. And they,
2: they 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 really got both of them. They beat both of them on that. That's that's land and go. You know. Yeah.
1: Well, so, so if you if you have the problem that they're having with defense now, and, and I don't think that they're going to be able to fix it, at least lock it up tight like it was at the beginning of the season. theres not Wouldn't it be wise? And I know I'm at, I'm probably preaching to the choir. Wouldn't it be wise to run the ball more? <laughs> I mean, we we've now gone through fit between Andy Reid and and now and, Ch- and Chip Kelly too and na- and now Doug Peterson. It just seems this is December and January football. You have three running backs, you have an offensive line that can run the ball. Why not increase the run load and and take the ball away from the offense, the offense of the other team for a longer period of time?
2: Well, I'll tell you you know I, I think that that's something that they, they they definitely need to consider doing. It's probably something they're they're going to do, but uh you know Doug <laughs> wanted Doug. to throw the ball he, he, he saw something and he wanted he wanted to uh to throw the ball but i I think that uh, they will get into more of their running game, but I think a lot of it's going to depend on how the game is going now, against the Giants, you know they fell behind early, they're going to throw the ball. You know, they're going to try to, you know, get back into the game. So uh, I I think a lot of it's going to depend on the game. But I definitely think that um, Doug has been convinced that he needs that running game. And and I definitely think that, that, you know, they need they need to run. They got to run the ball because I think it's going to put Nick in a situation where it's going to make his job nearly impossible if they're just throwing the ball too much.
0: Well, gee, we look forward to following you on Christmas and, and following what the Eagles do. We hope you'll join us and come back, and you have a great holiday.
2: All right. Sounds good. You guys have a good one.
0: Thanks so much. You have a great one.
2: All right. All right.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Jeff, I don't know whether they're going to clean everything up before that. They um, can't. You, it, you have just, the personnel you have. You know, it's, I, I think of Dennis Green. We are, they are who we thought they were. You know, going into the season, you had concerns about the defensive secondary. Uh, that, and what I didn't understand last week was they dressed four running backs and sat Rasul Douglas. So you have Patrick Robinson go into concussion protocol, and now you're short one person in your defensive backfield. So I'm not sure whether they'll have four running backs active, what they'll do in terms of personnel, but you have to kind of figure those things out.
1: Well, yeah, but as far as the four running backs that were active, the fourth running back was Kenyon Barner so he, he he plays on special teams so I don't, I don't think that you could who are you gonna if you don't have Barner I don't, playing, I just
0: I just think you at this point with the defense you need to find a roster spot for an extra secondary person yeah but you get Barner's got to stay out there but bull Barners' going to do your returns it's speaking of special teams though you know after leaking oil last week against the Rams this week you get a blocked field goal blocked punt, and a blocked extra point well that's The Giants. (laughs) Their their special teams I just enjoy getting getting you to trash your own team on the radio. It's kind of fun. I'm honest.
1: (laughs) And and, and that team is bad. And their special team, the amazing thing is that their special teams coach lasted longer than McAdoo lasted. How do you
0: feel as a fan that uh, Eli admitted that on the fourth and goal play, the fans for the Eagles created the offsides penalty for his offensive lineman?
1: It's it's not the first time that we've heard that about Eagles fans. No. We heard about that on the West Coast, that the, that the coaches were practicing with loud crowd noise for their home stadium because there were going to be more Eagles fans than there were going to be L.A. fans. It is
0: a lot of fun to watch. Uh, are you going to be down at the Eagles game? This I Monday? am going
1: to be there Monday night. I'm praying for
0: a warm weather, warm day? weather
1: and no humidity and no little little weather. snow for you. No, you no. don't
0: want snow. You won't sit
1: outside in the snow. No. Well, I, I would. Well, I will. But but it I would prefer not to. I, I think it's going to be. Look, this is essentially the last regular season game of the year.
0: Well, I was going to ask you. So if you're if you know, if they wrap it up and they, they have home field advantage, would you sit? Yes. These players or would you give full's wraps?
1: No, I th- I I think you have you're going to go back to like it's the third preseason game of the year. So Here. I'm going to see Here. Nate Sudfeld against the you w- Dallas Cowboys. You will, which and I you wonder should. whether
0: that game gets flexed because it could mean something for Dallas.
1: Okay, but but for the for the Eagles, you you have a backup quarterback going into the playoffs who hasn't taken a snap in the NFL, right? So wouldn't it be smart? Not for any other reason, not, not for preserving Foles, but to make sure what happens if Foles goes down in the playoffs and Sudfeld's never taken a snap before. So it makes sense for him to get some NFL action to get the NFL game speed down. It looks like uh, Amari Cooper may play. Uh, he's been out with an ankle injury.
0: Uh, Eagles on Monday night, they'll be wearing their all-black uniforms. A little bit of a different look. Mm-hmm. You don't like that, do Not you? a big fan of it.
1: I still want the the Kelly green. <laughs> I think most people do, and I, want, I, I don't. Yeah, and by the way, you had mentioned at the beginning of the season that the Eagles couldn't have the helmets because you can only have one helmet, right? Yes. Well, but that's not the, the Giants, in the Eagles. I, I don't know if it was the Eagles game or the week before. Wore a different helmet. You call me a liar on the air. And no, I get bad information I, and pass that No, I, No, I, I thought it was the right information, but I noticed that the Eagles, I mean, the Giants have the regular NY helmets, uh-huh. and then they had the old Giants logo, the 70s and well, 80s we're Giants We're going to have logo. to
0: call the NFL and find out what's going on. We'll call Runyon. Uh, why don't we head to a break? When we come back, we will have the airing of grievances for Jeff when we talk about the Sixers and LeVar Ball. Festivus
3: for the rest of us. Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1-888-337-3339 Or visit on the web at www.NewJerseyShares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon Residential Landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family.
0: Let me tell you, buying or selling a home is a life-changing decision. Whether you're looking for your first home or searching for your forever home, Ann Coons is the realtor you need. In fact, she helped my wife and I settle into our forever home. With over 30 years helping satisfied clients buy and sell homes in the Delaware Valley, Ann Coons will give you the professional and reliable service you deserve. When it's time to buy or sell a home in South Jersey or Philadelphia, contact Ann Coons, the only name you need to know in real estate. You can call Ann today at 856-795-4709. Again, that's 856-795-4709. Or learn more on the web at www.annkoonsrealestate.com.
2: The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now,
0: you're going to hear about it. All right, Jeff. You're not a happy Sixers fan. No, no,
1: wait. You don't see the smile on my face? now. You're just
0: has- happy that I found the clip for Festivus.
1: Yeah, Festivus is one of the great holidays in American history.
0: Tell us why. You're just a complainer. So it's, you- <laughs> well, no, it's, it's
1: fun. It, it, I mean, it's obviously not a real holiday, but, but it's become one. Am so, I one of the grievances you want to air that no, you have to work with not me? this week. Okay. Yeah. All right. Would you? Do- I know what you'd like me to say is that the airing of grievances for you is is that I'm angry that you're not you don't have more height. But uh, that's too easy, right? It's like that one was for Ryan. Yeah, that but, yeah. that
0: one's way too easy. Uh-huh. But you would like to air some grievances as a
1: Sixers fan who was down at the game last night. Who was down at the game last night? Who was at the Lakers game? Who was at the Warriors game? There is a running theme going on. The Sixers have now lost eight of nine. And there is a pattern developing, especially at home, of the Sixers going up by big leads at the end of the second quarter, making everybody happy at halftime.
0: What did I text you last night while you were at the game?
1: I should leave before the third quarter. No, that's
0: not what I texted. I said, can we skip the oh, third skip quarter? The quarter? The fourth <laughs>
1: quarter is not much better either. <laughs> it, but And then they come back, and they get about five minutes into the third quarter, and they just collapse. 22-point lead. Bye-bye.
0: It, Quickly too. Just,
1: look, the teams they're playing are good teams. You can't. The fact that they're up by that much is amazing. They were up by the, the same amount to the Golden State Warriors, and and the Toronto Raptors aren't you know chicken livers. They're they're second without, without Joel Embiid, which we'll talk about in a second, and without JJ Redick. But but the fact of the matter is, if you get up in an NBA game by twenty some, twenty plus points, you should be able to step on the throat of your opponent and not let them up. And what what I'm noticing, and what everybody in that arena is noticing, is that there seems to be a lack of killer instinct on that team. The only person who seemed angry was Dario Saric, and Dario
0: Saric has now come out. That
2: sucked.
1: I agree
0: with Jim Mora. <laughs> it did. It, so, all right. What, tell me about the atmosphere down there because you said it was really when? loud
1: Depends. at the start of the game. Yeah. So, so look, there there's a lot of excitement at the beginning of the game. The Sixers had tweeted out a couple hours before the game that there was going to be a big surprise. Yeah, they su- fooled you, right? Big surprise. Now, now, my, my son noticed immediately that he thought it was that there was a bell in the middle I of the court. I keep telling you I should be hosting this show, this show with your son. Well, no. Uh, who's getting excited about what the center of the court looks like? So
0: it's funny you say that because I actually thought it looked really cool when I saw the picture earlier okay. in the day. I hate to tell I'm you. I'm
1: sorry you were fooled, though. No, that's not a surprise. I mean, that's not something I'm going to get excited about. Yeah, it looks nice, but that's not going to excite me. But if you read the thread— Hey, you
0: kids, get off my
2: lawn. <laughs>
1: that's right. <laughs> if if you read the, the, the thread that followed on that Twitter account, most people were asking or thinking that meant Embiid was going to play. Then Incorrectly. Th- th- well, no, no. So then two hours before the game, Brett Brown is asked about it, and he says that he's been upgraded to probable. Then you get to the game, and Embiid is out there— and he's dribbling and he's shooting with the rest of the team and then the Sixers go down the tunnel so they can come out with the flames and announce the team and they go and playing center for the Sixers Amir Johnson and it was like the balloon the (laughs) air just comes right out of the balloon and everybody everybody around me is like what happened what happened to Embiid he looked fine and so that takes the air out and then Then it was close for a while, and and DeMar DeRozan is a great player. He had a really good game. He had 15 points in the first quarter. In the first quarter. Yeah, and he just looked electric. So people were nervous and thought, you know, maybe this isn't going to go well. And then the Sixers went off towards the end of the second quarter. And they came back, and, and it just got louder and louder and louder. And then all of a sudden, phantom fouls happened. So you want another airing of grievance? Yeah, the, go go ahead. Go off on the rest. The referees and I very rarely complain about referees were awful. They kept showing replays on the board, and I'm not kidding you. This is not a homer. I'm telling you that that they were made six or seven calls at least where there was no contact whatsoever. This has and, been an NBA league-wide issue, right? And and this now,
0: season, in fact, this week, players reps and NBA ref reps met to talk about it because you've had some ejections of very prominent players. LeBron James ejected for the first mm-hmm. time this year. You've had a referee suspended. So this is not just an, a Sixers
1: isolated No, game. and I'm not encouraging abusing the refs, but I'm encouraging that the refs should either get their eyes checked or find another line of work because you cannot keep calling those fouls. I've never heard that arena that loud as when the calls just kept piling up against the Sixers. I mean— Bad call after bad call.
2: Houston, we have a problem.
1: How do we but fix it? But they weren't playing Houston, by the way.
0: But how do we fix
1: it? How do we... F- what, because the this, refs? This,
0: this problem has been there. Um, people are complain about the refs regularly. I mean, I always joke... One of our advertisers, Ann Coons, yeah. is a season ticket holder for the Sixers fan. She makes her opinions on the ref known, ref known regularly okay. on Facebook. And I always joke, you know, don't run out on the court and
1: get yourself well, in trouble. Well, and next she- time do run on the court and, and talk to the refs because somebody's got to get a hold of these guys and say, hey, you have to do a better job. OK, so
0: we'll move off the refs for a second yeah. and back to the team. Joel Embiid played forty nine minutes against the Oklahoma City Thunder. That was thunder. part. That was part of his load maintenance. Ex- right. I was going to say, explain to me minutes restriction and load maintenance, and let yet you let your player play forty nine minutes, and it is not surprising to me at all that he it,
1: hasn't played since. Take the word maintenance out of it; it's just a load. But it, it's a load of nonsense. But I said
0: to a friend afterwards, "You're not going to see him this week."
1: Right. Like you could tell. He was in pain. He was in pain during the game. Yes. Yes. And, and you, so, so what do you do with a back? You, you, you have a guy who's close to three hundred pounds on hardwood floor, who's seven foot two, jumping up and down, who's already in pain. So let's just leave him out there for a triple overtime game and not give him any breaks in the right.
0: overtime. I mean, look, I'm not one to, to rip the coach. You know, there's plenty of people who want to do that, and he seems to be on the hot seat right now. I do not understand his end of game management uh, and. The inability to come up with plays with the players. I think he's
1: a good coach. I think that he coaches players well. The things you hear about him, the film. Okay, so I'm going to ask you that.
0: You say he coaches players well. What Sixers have improved to validate that? Simmons. How do you know?
1: I. What's the baseline for Simmons
0: before? So that's why I question that. Like I think he made him into a better point guard. Right. Okay. Well, that's
1: good. That's, a That's good That's good start. coaching. Okay. I, I'm talking about his individual coaching of players. I mean, the guys who took took off a year, I didn't hear before this of a lot of coaches that would sit with guys that were injured and constantly drill them and quiz them and go through all of this tape and, and make sure that they were spending their time. But as a game coach, he's not doing a good job, but this is also on Colangelo. Can I play
0: devil's advocate before we get to Colangelo on – the coach coach. Yeah. What happened to Okafor and Noel if he can coach up players? To the person who says the
1: process is is Noel troubled. was good. No Noel Noel was good here. Look what's happened since he's gone to Dallas. He can't get on the court.
0: So you think that Brown made him better than yes. he really was yeah. here? How about Okafor? Who's now blaming Brett Brown?
1: I, saying I don't, that Yeah, I don't know. I don't know whose fault it is because I don't know what was going on behind the scenes. Here's my problem. And I don't blame Brown for this because I don't know what coaching he was doing. I blame Colangelo for this because we started the season with having depth. We may not have been great, but we had depth. Now we have no depth, okay? And Okafor could have been used for those minutes because you may like Amir Johnson's uh, leadership. Amir Johnson, when he is on the court, is bad. And he's getting worse as the season goes on because – he doesn't rebound well. He gets rebounds, but he does not get he's not physical with his rebounds. He was he was getting manhandled when he was in the game against Valanciunas. Do you have any problems with the fact that it seems like the Sixers will play him on national
0: games and and sit him on locally? Well, televised no, well, games?
1: no, I think that's that's the league's directive is that they that's why they they spread out the games more and made sure there weren't more back and. But it's a backs. fan
0: who pays to see the games, regardless of whether they are nationally televised. What's your feeling that your game is treated as less valuable than the national game?
1: No, I don't think we're ever going to solve that problem. I think that the, I think that that ship has sailed. Unless you want to go to forty games instead of eighty games, and that's not going to happen. So people are going to take off whenever they whenever they feel that there's a, an issue. The problem is is that the Sixers don't get the benefit of the doubt anymore because they've had so many missteps in the way that they have disclosed injuries. To us, the I fans. Call, I call it cloudy transparency. <laughs> <laughs> it's opaque. It, uh, I mean, it, the, pro, the problem is, is is Colangelo traded away a couple pieces for Booker. Okay, so you may not think Staskis was the greatest. He was an outside shooter who was coming off the bench. Not this year because he, he hardly played. Uh, Okafor wasn't even in the arena and was a serviceable center who was taken third in the draft just a couple of years ago and you traded him away for Booker and while Booker may have grit Booker's already had a foot problem I think he has gastroenteritis apparently it, it, he and when he's on the if you looked at the plus minus last night when he was on his minus was way down and and Brett Brown figured it out towards the end of the game but at that point when when they had the big rally back Booker was in the game a large part of that And so, again, we're now back to the same problem. We don't have enough shooters. And when Reddick is out— You mean Ben Simmons isn't a shooter? No. I mean, you know, they they said he made two jumpers yesterday. I saw that. 10 feet and 13 feet. It's
0: bad when they're celebrating that you make two jumpers. They're not
1: jumpers. A 10-foot shot is not a jumper. But the fact that you're even celebrating that,
0: like, what does that tell you about— where his jumper is where his game is right now clearly he's got skill and talent and you know he can move the ball around and he's got court vision and you know you were talking about he can drive but defenses are starting to rotate and figure it out that he looks to drive and kick and instead of collapsing on him they just go out to the man that he's going to kick to and steal and steal the ball and you've seen an increase in turnovers for this team Mm -hmm. Which leads to these big lead changes and swings because teams go on run with your sloppy well, play. Well,
1: yeah, but the, the the increase in turnovers isn't just—I I don't blame just Ben Simmons for that. The problem is is find a ga- find three games in a row where the Sixers had the same same starting five. I believe doesn't they've had happen. every player out with. Uh, for at least one game with an injury
0: this season, every player on the roster, except for Fultz, who's been out for every game this season. Well, you have but. to play to be <laughs> out, right? But he's back with the team or something. Oh, yeah, he—he was—he was on the sidelines.
1: He looked good in a suit. Is moss in Delaware these days? No, he's hurt. He's hurt. He got a Lis Frank injury, so I don't think we're going to see him this season. So not back up to Delaware. Yeah, but the, but there is, you know, there's a there's a guy that I sit there and and every game I go, there's a guy on the on the on the bench who's dressed who never gets in a game, and his name is Jacob Poulin. And I'm not quite sure why he doesn't get the firkin treatment where he's moving back and forth all the time. He's just with the Sixers, but he doesn't play. And so it wouldn't it be wise to at least get him in the game and, and get somebody else some rest?
0: Clearly I'm not wise. Let's go to your boy LeVar, okay? <laughs>
1: now that's a grievance of mine.
0: Big baller. Let's air grievances on big
1: baller. Uh, little baller. Little baller. Yeah. Whatever you want to call huh. He's starting a basketball league now. No, no, no. He says he's thinking about starting a basketball league. As, he's got a... You know, did your parents, when, when you were little, when you, when you ordered the big thing on the menu, they said you had big eyes and then you wouldn't eat most my parents of the stuff? did that last week. Okay. Well, so, so there, you, there you have it. <laughs> LeVar, Levar Ball has big eyes and a bigger mouth, and he has no way to back it up. This is a guy who I haven't seen anything that shows that he's been able to successfully do a business, and he says that he's going to fund a league, pay players... Instead of having them go to college based on his sneaker money. Well, I'm not quite sure how I think he sold like four hundred pairs of sneakers. You just like everything about LaVar Ball, don't I you? Do. I do. I, I think he is everything that was wrong with sports, he's everything that's wrong with parenting. Uh, well, not everything. There are there are other parents that have worse issues, but I think that he's a manipulator and a user. And and what Tell me how you really feel, Jeff. <laughs> you took this airing the, of grievances to heart, didn't you? <laughs> uh, well, I love my airing of grievances. But Lavar Le- Ball not only has manipulated his own kids to the point that they're in Lithuania playing for a coach who sells meat out of the back <laughs> of his trunk. <laughs> I cannot say that enough. But you now have him wanting to manipulate other kids. Maybe he'll get Brian Bowen from Louisville. Cause, cause <laughs> We're gonna get to that in a second, but he wouldn't be doing this league unless his kid got caught
0: shoplifting over in China.
1: Oh, I think he still would be. No, he wouldn't. He yeah, would, would be at UCLA. The whole reason he's creating a league, yeah, is but the that kids kid, but that anywhere. kid, that kid's not going anywhere, anywhere. It's the Lamello is the younger one. Well, now he's playing with like thirty-year-olds in in Lithuania. In
0: Lithuania,
1: yeah. I, okay, let's get to Louisville. Another airing of your grievances. Yes. Go ahead, lay it on us. So the latest is is it, it, we finally we got rid of Rick Patino. And and now I got a
0: friend who's a Louisville fan that's really not going to like your ripping of them.
1: Well, if, if he want, if he wants to defend Rick Petino,
0: Pitino. I'm not bringing him on the air to oh, argue with. Oh, oh,
1: please bring him on no, the air. I would love that. to see somebody defend Rick Petino. But so I, so like, so, so, actually, so here's the deal. All right. Brian Bowen is the kid who allegedly's father received $100,000.
0: Allegedly. Allegedly. I love the air quotes. allegedly. I'm so, yeah, Right. And, and the, I am that, doing the air quotes. That caveat to it. Yeah. You know, nobody can see you doing the air quotes. Well, but, but you you're, just said it. But you're sitting in the studio
1: doing it as if somebody can see. <laughs> I enjoy that. Go ahead. Back to your allegedly. So, so he he did an interview yesterday. Now, he's ineligible to play. His, the sport that he grew up doing. He was a five star, which is a big deal in basketball. And he's not allowed to play the sport, which is hurting his ability because he probably would have been a one and done. And, and now nobody's seen him play, so he's if probably not going to get in the, in the NBA. Big baller league. Uh, yeah, the little baller league. <laughs> so, so then he's asked last night, hey, um, so how did you feel? When, when, you're, when it was alleged that your father took $100,000 and that's why you're ineligible, and he said, Well, I haven't, re- I haven't asked him. I don't want to know. Okay, look, there are a lot, again, just like LeVar Ball, although he hasn't been accused of that, um, this is a, another example of a parent who is taking advantage of their kid, who is making money off of their kid. And in this case, that, that parent, if this story is true, has hurt his kid's future.
0: Okay. Y- you resent but parents who, as somebody who's coached their kids and worked with other parents, you resent parents who piggyback off their kids' talent and
1: fame. And yeah, look, uh, I love my son. If he becomes a professional golfer, or no, know, he's going to be a radio hey, host wha- with me. What, wha- whatever. <laughs> l- but let's let's just say let's just say he goes on to become a professional golfer. You know, a couple years ago, it would have been professional baseball. So you're not going to be there selling like logos for him and stuff. I, I will not expect a dime from my my kid i did it because i love my kid and i want him to succeed and be happy oh, i life. need like a all okay. sappy sound effect there yeah <laughs> <laughs> next week <laughs> we're gonna have to do facebook live and then we're gonna have to black out some things <laughs> <laughs> but so so but that that's what a parent should do and in this case it's bad enough the parent did it so i do blame the parent but come on you're 18 years old your, your father supposedly cost you your future or at least damaged it, and you didn't go home during the holidays and say, hey, Dad, did you take $100,000? Why? You don't really believe he didn't know up front, right? No, I don't believe it. But but that's that was the interview that we had to watch yesterday. You really follow this Louisville stuff closely, don't you? I follow college sports. Uh, I, I, I think... College sports is interesting because of the whole dilemma over should they get paid, and should they? And, and it, it is a very complex debate to have. And when people boil it down to one side or the other, whatever side you're on, I don't think people realize that the, each side has so many complexities because when you say you're going p- athletes should get paid. People don't think about the fact that it will co- if you do that, the, some of the sports pay for other sports, and with Title Nine, you won't be able to afford some of the other sports if you don't do this. Plus, then you have the issue of of how you pay these players. You know, I, I heard somebody talk about the Little Baller League and actually say he's going to pay. <laughs> I love how you renamed it already. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That he, that he's he's going to pay them three to five thousand dollars. Ten thousand, I heard. So, well, no, depending on what what level you are. Where you've been graded in the high so school. If recruiting. you're a mini
0: baller, you get like three thousand, a little baller,
1: five thousand, a yeah, big baller, ten thousand. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, something like that. So let's say it's three to five thousand a month, and they say, well, that's a lot better than in college. Really? Has anybody seen a a college athlete at a big program and see the benefits that they are getting? I'm not saying that they shouldn't be paid. But don't tell me they're not getting $10,000 worth of benefits. They're getting a college education that I'm busting my butt to afford for my son, and you will do the same for yours. And they're also getting three meals a day and any other food they want at any time. They're getting nice dorm rooms and then apartments, and they don't have to work. So don't tell me that's not $10,000 worth of benefits. So when people try to to categorize things, they don't understand the complexity of everything that's involved in it. So I always find I find the debate interesting. I just don't like when people are taken advantage of, and and that's what bothers me. That's why you hear me get charged up with with little league issues, with parents, and with college issues, and coaches too. I and Rick Patino is an example of a user, and it's those kind of people that. Bother me the most. You should not be taking advantage of people. Do you feel better? No. <laughs> it was a passionate airing of grievances. I thought you felt a little
0: more relaxed, ready to move into the third segment. What do you think? Sure. All right, let's go to break. When we come back, we've got NFL picks, some flyers talk, and more. Stick with us.
3: Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey. Those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1-888-337-3339. Or visit on the web at www.newjerseyshares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon Residential Landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family.
0: Let me tell you, buying or selling a home is a life-changing decision. Whether you're looking for your first home or searching for your forever home, Ann Coons is the realtor you need. In fact, she helped my wife and I settle into our forever home. With over 30 years helping satisfied clients buy and sell homes in the Delaware Valley, Ann Coons will give you the professional and reliable service you deserve. When it's time to buy or sell a home in South Jersey or Philadelphia, contact Ann Coons, the only name you need to know in real estate. You can call Ann today at 856-795-4709. Again, that's 856-795-4709. Or learn more on the web at www.annkoonsrealestate.com. Welcome back to the Heart of Sports. I'm Jason Springer here in studio with Jeff Cohen. Now that he has aired his grievances. Now it's on to Christmas. You're ready, right? Yes, uh uh-huh. You're ready are you going to give us some legal advice here real fast? What kind of legal advice would you like? Wow. All right, so here's the yeah. thing. Tell me what happened with Jerry Richardson this week in the NFL. <laughs> How has he gone from the span of a couple of days Man,
1: not owning the quick, team anymore? Was that quick, by the anymore? way? Well, he still owns it. Is that a, just a product of the climate? Yes, it, it's got to be. Well, I mean, we don't know what the allegations were. The, the stories that have come out have said that they have settled four different... Uh, cases involving a hostile workplace we don't know if that's harassment we don't know a hostile workplace has more definitions than just uh, sexual harassment so we don't know what the allegations are however it was enough that once the story broke within what a day or Less a couple than a days day, the panthers had jerry, a statement out yeah jerry richardson was selling the team to to whoever to diddy it no, actually, the one that did
0: and Colin Kaepernick and uh, and Steph Curry, right? No,
1: but yeah, well, look, the, the person that should there get the team. There is no way the NFL lets Colin Kaepernick
0: own a football <laughs> team. Can we just like they won't let him step on the field as a player? Can we just be honest that there's no are, So, are you
1: alleging collusion?
0: I think that their text messages are going to show collusion. I really do.
1: I, I don't. I think that it's a. I think they certainly mm-hmm. talked about him as a player and who should hire him. Well, then, then they're then they're all stupid. Anyone who did that. I mean, it's not like pro sports hasn't been through collusion games before. You don't think you don't. Would think it that- truly surprise you if somebody
0: was naive enough to put something in writing? You, you've done. Mm. You've seen this before. You had clients that you look at and you go. For the
1: record, really, no, no. none of your clients, for the other rec- clients, for the record, all of my clients are, are smart, and wonderful. Okay, so and do the right other thing. people, I have deposed people on the other side that I yes. sit there and go. Hey, how dumb were you to put this in an email? So would you yeah. be truly surprised if there is something to that? I guess. I mean, I'm not going to be surprised by it. I, I don't think – well, I mean, we'll see. But back to Jerry Richardson is uh, – now the question is, is, is what do you do? Richardson's going to make a boatload of money. I think he bought the team for, what $200, $250 million. Sell and it for, what, $3 he's billion? Gonna, dollars? He's going to get a couple billion, but I think he he owns the field, too, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, and, they, somebody, somebody and there's a thing there.
0: By the way, they have the opportunity to move in 2019.
1: Yeah, I, I have, I have a friend down in Carolina. He had, he said, I, I actually called him yesterday, and he said that he, nobody down there has heard that story. But he, you could tell, he got very depressed. As I, as was, I, asked him I could about be
0: wrong. It. That was my understanding is that there's some type of out where they have the ability. To move and and that's to the St. concern Louis was what the rumor that's was, the concern with one of the you know depending on who the owners are do they want to keep them in Carolina?
1: Uh, uh, apparently they have a very strong fan base, so I I can't imagine they're going to move them to move them to someplace like St. Louis. I don't know what other markets there really are that aren't served at this point. So I mean if they're doing it again then they're pl- then they're playing musical chairs to 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 play one city I off of another city. I, I think the NFL
0: needs to be very um, careful here. They're setting a precedent. What's the precedent? Uh, with how they handle this. I don't think this is going to be the owner that has this happen.
1: You think, it's, you think there's others?
0: If you look at a percentage based on the population and right. what that league is, there's more. It's not isolated to the NFL. This is a societal problem right, right now, and if you look at just the percentages of it, the likelihood that another one of those owners out of 30 has an issue statistics would tell you it's rather likely. Okay. And, and so how they handle this, just like the Ray Rice case... But they
1: all seem like such upstanding guys. Of course. Everybody's upstanding. And again, no one can see, but I'm rolling my eyes.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's the uh, sarcasm look. Alright. Right, um, I'm did, getting in the Christmas spirit. Did you yeah. invest in index cards this week? Have <laughs> you ever seen that happen
1: before? Well, the last time I saw an index card was like elementary school. I mean, I'm no Cowboys right.
0: fan or anything, but... Really? Index Who card? Who cares? I move on. I just yeah. was surprised. And, of course, they, they ruled that out now. You can't use an index card anymore, yes. according <laughs> to the NFL. Um, what's a touchdown catch in the NFL? Okay. See, now... Now I was
1: all ready to get into the. Should I have of the moved holiday. this into the second segment with grievances because I am so tired of hearing about people complaining about what's a catch and what isn't. So the Steelers it, had a touchdown overturned. No, they didn't have a touchdown because here's the deal. Oh, it whether, was never a touchdown, right? Whether whether or not we like the rule or not, if you want to complain about the rule, go ahead and do that and say that the NFL is wrong in how they defined it. But for the people including that person out there that who is a Steelers fan who posted on Facebook all about the robbery, and I tried to explain that this is the rule and they interpreted the rule right, who then wiped my comment from Facebook. <laughs> so, so don't get oversensitive about the rule. I mean, about the catch. It's the rule. And by the way, there's a whole competition committee of which Chris Carter is on it, other receivers were on it, and they're the ones who came up with this because they need to find a way to make sure that, that refs don't have to make a subjective call. They haven't found that way yet. I know. But that's, I mean, is, is that really the biggest problem? Because is, is guess what? For every And I, I lived in, in Pittsburgh. Uh, I, uh, Pittsburgh is, holds a good place in my heart. However, people of pittsburgh here's (laughs) so now after you've aired your grievances Uh you're addressing the people of pittsburgh people of pittsburgh (laughs) let me explain something go rewind the tape because there was a point at which a couple minutes earlier where their cornerback or safety had an easy interception in his hands and dropped it Game would have been over at that point. Speaking of easy interceptions, and then Nigel after,
0: Bradham's, dropped, Bradham's dropped an interception in his hands like every
1: week for the past like five weeks. Well, that's why he plays defense. It's crazy. So, so and and for those people of Pittsburgh, then... Oh, fast, sorry, you're continuing yeah, your address then, to Pittsburgh. Then fast forward, <laughs> pass the touchdown, no touchdown, and find your future Hall of Fame quarterback who decided to snap the ball, fake spiking the ball, Somehow blame it on the coaches. I found even that though.
0: impressive how <laughs> fast he threw his coaches under the bus. Yeah, there.
1: Even though a wide receiver was running a route and then throw it right into the middle of the field instead of throwing away, because if he would have thrown it away, what happens? Kick a field goal. They kick a field goal, they go to overtime at home and they probably win the game. All right. Let's move to our picks for the Merry week. Merry Christmas dealers. Are
0: are you are you done ranting? <coughs> you yep. done you done grievances?
1: Ooh. Yeah. You should be
0: happy. You were twelve and three last week. You stayed on fire. I was twelve and three again after my worst week ever at seven and eight. For the season now you're one twelve and sixty six. I'm one twenty three and fifty five.
1: Where is this getting me, Emily?
0: Nowhere. Okay. You're the one who wanted to do picks <laughs> on radio. You thought see, I think what happened was you thought you'd embarrass me. And that hasn't no. happened. That was definitely the no, goal. Brett no, agrees. No, no. He's shaking his head behind the glass.
3: I love the picks. This is what I thrive for on radio. Well,
0: you're you're also wearing a very ugly sweater right now, so I don't know how much I can handle your opinion. Do you have notes on our picks? No, I have uh, our picks for uh, the producer's picks. So do you make your uh, picks uh, based on our picks? Do you make your picks based on our picks?
2: Nah, I already did my picks.
0: Okay, well, you'll, you'll have to see if you agree with us. All right, Colts at Ravens. Huge line here. Ravens given 13 and a half. Yeah. Are you taking the Colts just because you're trying to catch up? When I saw yes. some of your picks this week, I couldn't <laughs> tell whether you seriously thought some of these games were going to happen
1: or you're just trying to catch up. There's two weeks left. If I'm going to catch up, I can't have you just pick the same games I do. All right. So either you're going to have to copy me or you're going to have to. So you're Colts by default because I took the Ravens before. No, actually, I think the Ravens stink. (laughs) The Colts aren't aren't good either, but I think Jacoby Brissett's better than Joe Flacco right now. All right. Vikings giving nine at the Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers.
0: Back on the shelf. Yeah, nice, nice. Familiar. Well, no, no, he's not hurt though. The, no. the
1: point was, is they brought him back for a playoff. They'd have played him if he was healthy, right? He's out of the playoffs. Why bother hurting?
0: him? Which, if I'm a Packers fan, I kind of agree. Yeah. Like, I don't want my guy to get hurt. We're both going with the Vikings there. Bucks at Panthers. Panthers given ten playoff hopes, still alive, playing for something. We're both going with the Panthers. Are you really taking the Cleveland Browns? At some point,
1: this poor team has to win, <laughs> and if they're going to win, it might as well be against it a team that's game. just as bad. Their fans keep year, saying, at some miracle. point,
0: they have to win.
1: Hey, by the way, Joe Tom, I knew nothing about Joe Thomas other than he was a great offensive lineman. Yeah, Joe Tom, Th- did you see Joe? You were talking about ownership with Carolina. Did you see Joe Thomas's idea? No. So Joe Thomas tweeted that if a, I think a million people retweet this, he will buy. He will put in an offer to buy the Panthers. He will run it like the Packers are. He's going to sell shares, I think, like 100 or 200 bucks a piece, and he'll sell like 12 million shares. How would you like to be the lawyer in charge of that? No, but he. But so the other thing is he will not employ a kicker.
0: <laughs> he said, we will go for it. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. What's Doug Peterson going to be his coach? <laughs> All right, uh, back to the picks. Lions at Bengals. Lions giving four and a half points. You really taking the Bengals?
1: Yes. Are they playing for their coach who's leaving? Yeah, I think so. They're not playing for his job because he's going, but I think that they will. I don't think they're going to lay down. I'm going with the Lions. And the, uh, line, the Lions have a clunker every three or four games that you think they're going to win. Look, I wouldn't be surprised if I lose that
0: one, but I'm not taking the bank. When's the
1: last time you saw a Lions the Lions in a playoff game?
0: It's been a while. Yeah. I know they got beat by the Eagles in 95 real bad. <laughs> okay, <laughs> That might be the last time. I don't know if Calvin Johnson was ever on a playoff team with the Eagles. What a waste of talent. I mean, with the Lions. Yeah. What a waste of talent. Mm-hmm. Dolphins at Brett's Chiefs. Chiefs. Chiefs giving 10 and a half on this one. We're both going with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Bill's at Patriots who are having a fight over Tom Brady's trainer.
1: Yeah, apparently his guru um, was treating other people, and Bill Belichick has now kicked him out. That's uh, tabloid stuff to me. Well, they the, the big rumor that's that's floating around out there is that this is some sort of conspiracy to kind of push Brady out, but not make it look like it's their fault after trading so Jimmy Garoppolo, th- so that they can then get Jimmy Garoppolo back in free agency. I don't he's buy it. He's looked good it, for San Francisco. He's looked great. There were
0: there was a I really enjoy the mic'd up
1: segments in the that the
0: NFL does, and there was a mic'd up of his final drive and how calm he was mm-hmm. and how he prepared, going over the plays before the drive with you know where he wanted the receivers to be. Really impressive to see how he managed that end of game. He's a mini Brady. So we're both going with the Patriots despite well, their troubles. But he,
1: but here's but here's the bigger issue from that game. The how long before somebody does a pile on on top of Gronkowski or goes after his knees. Remember, a couple weeks ago Gronkowski this is the game where Gronkowski uh, Jumped on top of a guy laying face down. So you think Gronk will be a target in this game? Oh, the Bills are going to go after him. There's going to be people thrown out of this
0: game. Broncos at the Redskins. Redskins given three and a half points at home. You are truly taking the Broncos?
1: I am. Brock Osweiler
0: on the train? He's a stud. I'm going with the Redskins. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why. Falcons at Saints. Saints given five and a half. We're both taking the Saints here. You don't. You're, the you Saints still have, at home? You still have no
1: faith in the Falcons. No. You and you I pick them to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you just don't but think I, they're they're legit. just not consistent this year.
0: Chargers at the J E T S Jet Jets Jets. Chargers, Chargers given six and a half. You're not worried about them coming east for that game?
1: No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're both They don't have the a home stadium.
0: We're both going with the Chargers for that one. Rams at Titans, Rams given six and a half points. We're both taking the Rams. Jags at Niners, you're taking the Niners over the, the Jags. Jimmy Garoppolo. You're taking the, the Niners mm-hmm. because you need to try and catch up.
1: And Bortles is due for a clunker.
0: He is Blake Bortles, but he yeah, he's has had
1: three played. great games, and he's due to be have a Bortles. Game. I'm
0: taking the Jaguars because they're still playing for something. Giants at Cardinals. You're taking the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. You can't even be moved to take your own team anymore, can you? Like, no, you don't I... think Eli found something last week putting up 500 yards on those slants? <laughs> what did he find? <laughs> well, I, was, I found the end zone a couple times. <laughs> uh, Seahawks at Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott is back. Yeah. You think that matters? No. No? Uh-uh. So, so you have faith in the Seahawks still? Because I don't think that they it's are not what they faith, were. Faith,
1: I just think the Cowboys stink. The
0: Cowboys are given five in that yeah. game. Steelers at the Texans. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, you're back on the Ben train, even after his decision uh, it's last not week.
1: Back on the Ben train, but they're they're a better team.
0: Tom Savage may not get on the field again this season. I don't know, know if
1: Dan, is Antonio Brown going to be back. I don't. It think doesn't look th- like he's th- playing I don't think this week. He's back for the rest. By the way, the did you
0: see Seahawks get fined a hundred thousand dollars for not handling Russell Wilson's I didn't concussion th- I protocol? I thought that was light. I thought it was light, too, but remember, we talked about it. That was the hit that led to his broken jaw.
1: So what what do you think the fine's going to be for the Houston Texans?
0: It should be very severe because you're not talking about fun and games. You're talking about serious stuff with head injuries. He was twitching. He he was convulsing on the field, field and Mm -hmm. it was scary to watch. Raiders and Eagles on Monday night should be some scene down at the link. Eight and a half points. The Eagles are giving up. Eagles. Uh, You'll be down there rooting Mm -hmm. for the Eagles, too we got about a minute left. Flyers finished their five-game homestand at 4-1. and one. Their overall record is 15-12. They've
1: been playing better hockey. I know. They've just... They moved the lines around. Voracek's off the top line. You know, Voracek now is leading the NHL in assists. He's playing very well. As is Giroux. And Elliott's played some good hockey. Mm-hmm. They've got back-to-back... He was a player of the week last week.
0: They've got back-to-back road games tonight and tomorrow against Buffalo and Columbus before the Christmas break. You think they can uh win two more games leading into the break? Uh,
1: they'll they should win two more games <laughs> leading into the break. If but, but if you're going into the holidays, do you want to go to Buffalo and Columbus? <laughs> no. I don't want to go to Buffalo in the <laughs> summer. It's probably <laughs> cold there.
0: I'm going to the Anchor Bar next week. You are. Yes. Um pilgrimage
1: is, to the the home of the chicken wing. Yes,
0: you you will be uh celebrating Christmas and the New Year
1: partying a little bit. Uh, going to toronto that's right i'll be coming back and uh, every sentence will end with hey mm-hmm. hey you'll be back uh you'll be back talking hockey when you come that's back that's right
0: um a- any last words for this year for our listeners because you won't be on the air next week uh, uh, you
1: know i just want to th- this is this was our first full year on the air uh, i want to thank everybody for listening i know i've had a lot of fun i hope everybody that's been listening has had a lot of fun and yeah,
0: the ones and haven't even turned even it you. off have had fun with yeah. you I mean, some of them may not be interested. Brett hasn't had that much fun behind the glass with you, but we'll deal with that. But he's a snappy dresser. Yeah, he does. He's got good sweaters there. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this week and all year on The Heart of Sports. Make sure to join us next Friday night as we help you start your weekend in style. Have a great one, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.